On this week's episode of Carolina Sports Talk, we talk a little NFL, some NBA, the effect that COVID is having on both leagues, as well as the Celebration Bowl. All this and so much more. Let's go! Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing that's oozing out your doggone hands? That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Can you feel that? Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. It's your main man, Big Cliff. As always, you can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Carolina Sports Talk. If you want to be a part of the show, hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. I know it's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you without some dope sports to step to. But, you know, real life out here. We, we got things we got going on and stuff. But uh, welcome back to another episode. I'm glad to have you guys with me. As always, I got my main man and yours, DJ High Star in the building. Go ahead. Highlight your people, bro. What's good, man? What's good, everybody? Uh, out there in podcast land, uh, coming to you straight from, you know what I mean? The Patriot Patty Studio. Patriot Patty Studio in yeah. Charlotte, North Carolina. Shout out to Patriot Patty for letting us use the spot. Right audience. You know what I'm saying? Here. We got we our live Chef studio around. Exactly. You know what I'm Smelling great in here. Listen, so for those of you who can't uh behold all of the wonderfulness that our nostrils are beholding, they up in her cooking, you know what I'm saying? Like I can smell smoke, paprika, uh, garlic powder, uh-huh, uh-huh. onion powder, perhaps. On a little burger type situation. Something, and it's something yeah. that I can eat because, of course, it's now turkey burger. So I'm fooling mm. with it. Shout out to, 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 to Queen Lake, as you would say. We forgot it's it smelling good. Let it flow. Yeah, man. But listen, it's been smelling good out here on that football field as well. So without further ado, let's just jump straight into it and get to our NFL scores for week 15. The week started off uh, Thursday night with the Chiefs taking care of the Chargers 34-28. The Patriots fell to the Colts 17-27. Steelers over the Titans 19-13. The Bills took care of the Panthers in convincing form 31-14. Texans over the Jaguars 30-16. Cowboys over the Giants 30, excuse me, 21-6. Lions in a stunner over the Cardinals 30-12. Uh, the Jets fell to the Dolphins 31-24. Bengals over the Broncos. 15 to 10. Uh, the 49ers took care of business against the Falcons, 31-13. Packers over the Ravens, 31-30. Saints over the Bucks in a shocker, 9 to nothing. Monday Night Football had two games slated out with Raiders over the Browns, 16-14. Vikings over the Bears, 17-9. And then in our Tuesday football, Eagles over the Washington football team, 27-17. And the Rams over the Seahawks, 20 to 10. Um, before we get into any of the scores, bro, um, for, for the listeners out here, we, we all know that COVID has been affecting uh, not just our world and, and just every day, day-to-day lives, but it's now beginning to affect the NFL season. Uh, they had a record 19% of the league that had been at one point affected this week with COVID protocols, whether it being actually having been COVID or just in the protocols for the health and safety Um it's been wild, bro. To to this week coming, we had Sunday night football, Monday night football, Tuesday night football. We got off today with Wednesday, but then right back in on Thursday night football again with Saturday. So like, man, oh man, what 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 you got? What you think is going to happen? Honestly, man? right now with the NFL and uh, NBA's damage control, uh, and you know, we, you don't want to get too put 
you know, political and, and <laughs> take it to a whole nother podcast. But um, I think what they planned on uh, happening and the success rate that they planned on sh- exhibiting with the vaccinated players and, and, and a percentage of the league being vaccinated, they, you know, PR wise, they thought that they could show that to be, you know, the success or the, exactly. the end all be all almost, or for lack of better terms, with the situation. And it's like, it's the opposite. So people like <laughs> Kyrie or Cole Beasley, they, you know, they don't look so crazy right now. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I was watching an interview with um, the NBA commissioner, um, and, and he was saying how we've got 97% of the league that's vaccinated. But yet, every time you turn around, somebody missing a game from the protocols, man. And so. <laughs> As a result, uh, the, the NF, specifically the NFL and the NFLPA have now begun to relax some of the uh, requirements for those vaccinated players. Just to your point, to kind of, yeah, we were right still, Let's even see. though, because <laughs> you can't field a good product if your cats ain't out there on the field. You feel me? And so even if what's the incentive or the benefits of being vaccinated if somebody else who's around me comes and I'm still gone for the same amount of time, there's somebody who's not vaccinated. Right, right. And I want to make it be clear that um, because it's a sensitive topic, you know, mm-hmm. people on both sides have very strong arguments for it and everything like that. But I just, you know, listen, <laughs> it's just unrelated, but it's related. The the whole Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man, because this stuff is not funny. But, you know, the Chicago thing, they're getting... You know, they just did the New York out there in Chicago. And um, as far as just locking stuff down citywide, mm, gotcha, like gotcha, really, gotcha. you know, everything. You, okay. So restaurants, bar, every, anything publicly. And then just um, the white, the administration's um, kind of tough stance on it this past week. is it, It's just a crazy topic, but the evidence before us shows us like, you know what I mean? Like. What, what's going on? Anyways, like I said, it, it's, it gets too convoluted. It gets too layered. And I don't want to, it ain't nothing to ruffle flat feathers. It's just the fact that the NFL, they lost a, what is it? hundred? If you bring it down to players itself, was it 150? I think it was 150 like or 160 players. Yeah. Who, again, to the protocols, you, you have no benefits of being vaccinated if you're going to then miss the time. And they, 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 the league, I understand, has certain standards that they have to set to be able to say, okay, this is what we're doing, and this is why we're doing it. But when it comes down to the dollars, they start singing a whole new song, and so that's why Absolutely. we ended up with some with the games that they said that they weren't going to move and rearrange, like they did last year, being moved and rearranged. So overall, it was a good slate of games this week. Um, which one stood out to you, man? Where do you where do you want to jump in and start off with? Well, you know whose home we're in and, and what studio we're in, uh, honestly. So uh, I was actually out this past weekend. Um, DJing a wedding, and okay. I caught some of the game inside Wild Wings or whatnot, and was. Was surprised, but then were reminded how tough Indianapolis's defense is, and mm-hmm. then also the strong running game that they have. So it, it it surprised me at first, like took me and shocked me. But then after it settled in, I was like, it's it's plausible for that to happen. Here's the thing: the the Patriots will make the playoffs, and I, I honestly can see them in the AFC Championships, uh, possibly even depending upon the matchup who they end up with in the Super Bowl. But they they just came up against a tough defense, uh, like you mentioned, and. Their streak had to end at some point. They weren't just going to win all the rest. And, and so I, I could see this one being one that they kind of take to the chin and say, all right, how do we move forward? How do we get better? I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but Patriot Patty and I had a convo, and she pretty much um, summed it up by saying, like, this was Mac Jones' first real like game as a 
I'm paraphrasing. I'm gonna mess it up, but it's his first like real <laughs> test as a rookie or game as a rookie in okay. other words, because you know it how the rest of the season has gone pretty much like this this challenge that he had faced was a little mm-hmm. bit different than all of the other games, even the losses that they've had. So would you say which which do you think he'll use to grow more? An opportunity and experience like this one or something like maybe Buffalo, uh the loss that they had in to Buffalo in the snow? More so this one because okay. they you know they got they got handled. <laughs> Let's be got real. smacked in the mouth. So uh yeah. Overall, I think he will, like we said, he will learn and, um, and and be better as a result. So another game that kind of stood out to me, of course, was the dismantling that the Panthers experienced at the hands of the Buffalo Bills. I, <sighs> there is nothing that can be said that hasn't already been said. Um, I put it out on social media when watching this, watching the game on Sunday. I was just we're not a very good football team right now. And as disappointing as it I is. I felt the tears through that message. Th- listen, me. like it, it genuinely hurt me <laughs> to watch what we've been putting out on the field. And it's like the sum of our parts is lesser than what they are individually. We've got some incredibly talented defense players and backs and, and linemen, but everybody's either been hurt or they seem like at this point, they're just checked out for the season. Um, that, yeah. And I think it's the latter. Um, I think players like, Robbie Anderson and stuff entered the season with, and I think even a, well, um, Tremble left us, correct? No, he's still Tommy okay, Tremble. Tremble, and there's a there's another receiver that we have though. Oh, the, uh, the rookie Terrace. Terrace, Marshall. Terrace. So Terrace and Robbie both had potential at mm-hmm. the beginning of the season, and probably were reading about their potential. And started, but <sighs> never, especially Smith. Robbie. I think yeah. that's that's just the the swag that he had after the three and zero, and I got Christian McCaffrey on my team, and and after that, it was like nowhere to be found for some of these guys, skill players and stuff like that. You know, it was disgusting. Now the the defense is is something to be optimistic about all the time, pretty much. You know, but it, even with that though, they gave up thirty one points at home to a Buffalo team that is is a good you know contender, but at the end of the day. They've not been playing their best ball. It's like they coming off a two-game streak, uh, right. losing streak, to then come to the point where they are now and say, okay, well, we got the Panthers, so let's go ahead and reset and recharge. And so now right. they're getting to be world beaters against us. It, it, it just wasn't a exactly. good look. Like you said, they, they pretty much I mean, have checked out at this it, point. It, the Panthers, by by evidence of our audience, the Panthers are a joke right now to the NFL, all right? Clearly, like, very clearly. I mean, that's, that's what they're laughing about. You know what I'm saying? But anyways. To make it a little bit worse, I think this week, um, I, it's not even, I don't even know what to expect with Indeed. the return of Sam Darnold. Um, but, well, go ahead. And so Coach uh, Coach Rivera, uh, Coach Rule has made it known that um, Cam will get the start in week 16 against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But he also said that Sam Darnold's going to get some playing time. Do you see this as a move to try to get something happen and rolling for the end of this season? Or do you see them kind of strutting it out to say, Sam still has something, so anybody who wants to come trade, come get him? I mean, I like where you're going with that. Uh, the Panthers need to figure out what they're going to do. But at the same time, with the game that Cam kind of played on them or the leverage that he used, I think that was also uh, a way to kind of humble him as well. Like, you know, I know you got the $10, $10 million bag, but at the same time, you're not producing like like we projected you to. So, you know, I'll put that in the in the atmosphere that Sam Darnold's gonna get some touches this week. The what let me know that they weren't happy with Cam was point blank when he said wasn't happy with Cam this week. Uh when he mentioned a couple of uh there was a read option play where when they had the defensive end blocked and and, and had him accounted for, at that point there should have been two options. Either pull it and run it or 
give it to the running back and let him run it. But you've got the minute, you've got the matchup that you wanted. Cam just point blank made the wrong decision and went to throw it on the fourth and one, and it cost us. And, and so at this point, I, I, there shouldn't be any doubts that Cam Newton is who he thought we was, who he was. And I, I don't mind. Oh, and I know it sounds hypocritical. I want the win, and so right, whomever right. and whatever, if that means that. Uh, Mega Minds Sam Darnold comes back and tries to do something bro, like listen, listen. somebody help listen, us right, please exactly. this is my exactly. football team man listen listen <laughs> you too big for all of that nah listen <laughs> but in, in in all honesty I've been tough on you for these 15 weeks of the season throughout you know the Panthers ups and down early ups and yeah. steady consistent downs consistently down. but I will say bro I hate to say this but <clears throat> You were you were you were sports dramas. You know what I'm saying? And then like all of the the fluffy, nice, sexy highlights in between the I'm back. I understand your 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 fervor for your yeah, team yeah, and everything yeah. like that. But in the grand scheme, I can say with a straight face, clearly it's sports dramas. <laughs> say it a little loud. Say it with chest. Sports dramas. Now yes, I mean, and that's correct. just he again. No knock against Cam. I, I appreciate all he's done for the franchise, but he's not the guy to continue to move this team forward. Now, is Sam Darnold that guy? Absolutely not. But now, where do combine, we go? Exactly. If you combine Sam Darnold, Cam Newton, and a PJ Walker to go up against TB12, what do you what do you think? I mean, after he's recently been shut out, because that was the only other game that stuck out to me. And honestly, and, and I, if we can use a similar attack where. A lot of read option, a lot of running the ball, keeping the ball out of his hands, and our defensive backs do what they're capable of doing. We can re- reproduce what the Saints did nine to nothing over them, um, and I wouldn't be even I wouldn't be upset to win a twelve seven type game, especially with him losing uh, Godwin now for the season. You've got your Leonard Fournette who's out yeah. now as well, so they're they're feeling it, and then not to mention all of the safe, health and safety Evans protocols. Is banged up exactly, and so they're they're getting hurt at the wrong time, but it could be the right time for us. But at the end of the day, I want us to see us competitive. But if we lose, I'm okay with that because now we don't deserve to be in the playoffs. We don't deserve to be able to make a shot and make a run at it because we're going to fumble that ball anyway. But I would like to see us be able to build our draft stock for the next year and come back next year and, and next season and, and, and make some noise at that point because this year it's a wrap, B. <laughs> Uh, one other game I wanted to talk about, Mr. Harbaugh just has the ultimate job security. I want to have that confidence with any and everything in life. Uh, for the second time this season, with the game on the line, he went for two when kicking the field goal or kicking the extra point would have given his team the opportunity to tie it up and go forward, this time against the Packers. Bro, we said, I think we kind of came to the consensus that the first time he did it, hey, yeah, nah, go for it, get the win. It's been a hard-fought game. In this instance, was it the right call against the Packers? The thing is, um, no. But also, <laughs> he's trying to cement his legacy. He sees the attention that Riverboat Ron has gotten. He wants to be high-stakes hardball. So, you know, he's trying to just carve out his own. But the thing is, it's high-stakes, and... Like, he's, yeah, he's paying for it. In other words, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. For it. let's just say if he does this again, bro, they, they they might be some rumblings about how hot his seat is getting out there in Baltimore. But as we move forward with the show, uh, another big game that happened this past Saturday, uh, the HBCU National Championship uh, was played, where the Jackson State football team took on South Carolina State in the prime time matchup, with South Carolina State taking the game. 
31 to 10 in the upset of Jackson State. Now, y'all can get mad with me, but I want to first of all give a shout out to the South Carolina State Bulldogs. Congratulations on winning your um the national championship. I saw something on Twitter that the uh, Bojangles off of Chestnut should be giving out Bowberry biscuits for free. <laughs> to everybody who got their tickets to I to replied the game. to it. I was like, yeah, they need to be shaped as footballs, too. Listen, <laughs> the, the, you know they have those. Right. They really do put, have those. That's why I put that Shout there. out to the Bowberry biscuits from Shout from out to Bojangles off of Chestnut. Yeah. <laughs> they just, listen, so those of you who may not be familiar with the Bojangles in Orangeburg, South Carolina, how can we describe this most effectively? Uh what was that movie, uh, Menace to Society? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, um, when you see some of the older documentaries about the Crips and the Bloods, uh huh, like and how they be like, um, you know, hanging. Or if you look at any older CIAA <laughs> footage from Charlotte around like 2006, 2007, uh-huh. 2008, like before Waka Flocka got shot then it is it's similar to that because it's adjacent or attached to a gas station. Uh-huh. Sitting in the back. And it's in the right, middle of the hood. Exactly. Well, it's 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 actually it's like on the border of the hood and the university where like cause the, the you know the stadium is right there. So everyone from the university pours out there, but then everybody from the hood pours into there. From too. the from the locals, yeah. And as many of the HBCUs they were built in more rural, um, typically inner city areas. This one, it was no different, but it's shout out to the trap, man. Like, you can get it literally anything from out there if you need some gas, you some remember, snacks. You remember what happened a couple months ago to you? <laughs> exactly. That was a regular occurrence out there. Absolutely. The, Without yeah, doubt. So. Yeah, so shout out, to, shout out to the Bojangles. But Orangeburg, South Carolina has their uh, not only MEAC champion, South Carolina State Bulldogs, but the Cricket, Celebro- uh, Cricket Celebration Bowl champions and national HBCU champs as well. Now, Can I if, ask you something? Go for it. That last title that you that you mentioned, I know that you've kind of seen probably some of the uh-huh. the back and forth. What what disqualifies Florida A um, and M agriculture and mechanics? I don't know, uh-huh. but uh, mechanical what, and yeah. institution university. So for those of you who are unfamiliar, there are um, the winner of the Celebration Bowl has typically and traditionally, and even to this year, still be being known and crowned as the HBCU national champion. It features the champion of the MEAC which is an all-HBCU conference, and the champion of the SWAC, so the two most dominant HBCU conferences. And the winner is the national championship, is the national champion. However, this year, South Carolina State went into the bowl with a record of 6-7, and seven, uh, or excuse me, 7-6. and six. Um, And so they, they, they fought and had a lot of hard losses earlier in the season, including one to... Alabama and not Alabama to FAMU Mm. Um, and so FAM having played closely with Jackson State and having a convincing 23 point win over South Carolina South Carolina State they have proclaimed themselves to be (laughs) self-proclaimed you say they have proclaimed themselves to be (laughs) the HBCU national champions because at the end of the day they beat who was the national champs which is kind of corny to me because that's like somebody's like Alabama lost this year was Texas A&M if Alabama goes the rest of the way and wins and says, okay, they, we won national championship, that's Texas like Texas A&M, A&M saying, yeah. we're the national champs because we, we beat, beat the Alabama. national champs. So what But what? What kept them out of the postseason situation? What was their postseason situation? So they actually made it to the playoffs, and they, um, they, they were successful. I think they had like one win in the playoffs, but they technically, they didn't even win their conference. They didn't win their division within the conference. And so the only reason that they were able to make it to the postseason was because they were as highly ranked as they were on the polls. And in fact, there are some who are saying, 
because uh, FAM was ranked number one in the final HBCU poll because of what the body of work that they were able to put in um, throughout the season. That we we're, we're number one. We should be. No, you didn't win the game that you got to win. You got to exactly. win the games that you got to win to be able to claim the titles that you got to claim. So that's corny. That's like a number one, um, a number one ranked boxer, and he's sitting out. Mm-hmm. Or, or I mean, gets lumped up or whatever like that, but right. still number one pound for pound, but never fought for the belts. Right, because you don't have the title because you belt. missed that one fight and your one loss was the one that would have made you, made you contended for the belt. But yeah, at the end of the day, HBCU football is in a really good place. Um, I would, I personally would love to see a four-team playoff to alleviate all of this headache. And they would have to find a way to make it so that, because there's within the HBCUs, there are a lot who are the, at the Division One level, but then there are a lot of good programs that are on the Division Two level. There's one out, um, University of Maryland Eastern Shore. Mm-hmm. They made it all the way to like the third round of their playoffs in Division Two. They're an HBCU. They they made it further than any other HBCU in postseason, but because they're Division Two, they weren't even included in the rankings. And so, I'd like to see where at an HBCU level, similar to you mentioned boxing, where you've got the pound for pound and folks come up and down to fight at different um, classes. Let's get together at the end of the season and the four top highest ranked HBCUs get it out and let's go. Um, and, and, and let's see who's going to be Absolutely. able to claim that title. I don't want to jump the gun or anything like that, but can we go ahead and give Prime his flowers as well? Uh, there was some other huge news that broke with Jackson State before the Celebration Bowl. Absolutely. So one thing about missing a show, you guys, in a week, a lot happens. <laughs> a lot, a whole lot. The number one recruit in the country, five-star defensive back that had formerly committed to the Florida State University, flipped his commitments and is now headed down to Jackson State University in Alabama. Give Prime Time his flowers, man. Yeah, listen, first of all, for the- Give for him a round of applause. Really got to get it to him. Shout out to Prime. And not just for that, but like to have obtained so many transfers that he has, to, to have his son, who's a four-star quarterback, to come and play for him. For his other son, who was at the University of South Carolina, another four-star defensive back now out there. And so he is building something there that that Jackson State team is going to be competitive, not just for their conference. Next year, there's not going to be nobody that could see them in their conference. I wouldn't be surprised at some point to see them nationally ranked within a top 25 just because of the program and the dominance that he is building. The old days of grambling, things like that. Exactly. And so he's building that and, and bringing the attention back to HBCU football. Um, where it rightfully deserves to be. Making it look cool. Listen, it's because some so many people say, oh, you go to a small school and you don't have the same opportunities and you can't make it to the league coming from an HBCU. When the highest paid nose tackle in football right now went to an HBCU. The highest paid linebacker exactly. in the National Football product League. Product of an HBCU. Product of an HBCU. The, they mentioned during the uh, coverage of, over the, at the sellout of the Celebration Bowl, if I wouldn't mind you, that also had the highest rating of any of the bowl games throughout the week, higher than the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, high, higher than the Las On Vegas Bowl. On ABC. On ABC. Prime time. So, but... So many of those guys have those same opportunities. There are South Carolina State alone has four Hall of Famers in the National Football League's Hall of Fame. There are schools in the South, state of South Carolina that are the big time SEC Power Five schools, ACC schools that don't have three and two. And so for them to be able to produce that much talent, even with South Carolina State alone, they have 14 active NFL players right now in the league. So the, 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 the misnomer that, oh, you can't make it big or make it to the pros coming from the HBCUs is being dispelled daily. And what Prime is doing out there, 
is looking real good. But to give you just a view of the top 10 right now, the final HBCU uh, power rankings for the 2021 season has Florida A&M out of the SWAC at 9-3, and three, South Carolina State with a final record of 7-5 and five at number two, and they are still the national champions. Jackson State, um, with their only their second loss of the season, is 12-1 and one at number three. Alabama A&M, 7-3, followed by the following, the rest of the top 10, North Carolina Central, Alcorn State, Perryview A&M, Norfolk State, Hampton, who recently uh, transitioned to the Big South, and North Carolina A&T, who joined them this year. Uh, you can check us out and make sure uh, you hit us up on Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. We will be doing a little bit more uh, coverage of the HBCU circuit, not just for football, but with bas- basketball. Basketball? Yeah. With, <laughs> with basketball coming up real soon, we will definitely be giving you guys the coverage that you want to hear. A couple observations from the game. One... One of the sponsors, you know how you got like the, excuse me, the barrier mm-hmm. on the sideline. One uh-huh. of the sponsors was S Curl, so shout Are out you to that. <laughs> Positively, one hundred thousand percent serious. But um, shout out to S Curl oh for being a sponsor. Do people still get S Curls, bro? Listen, they sponsored, so they you got they, a, they got a budget. They said we coming back. Say. They got a budget. <laughs> and secondly, I need to just see a couple more people out there in the A with a mask on. It was it was a sold out vibe. Uh-huh. And I was just, everybody was comfortable. Everybody it was real was comfortable. comfortable. Ain't nobody in a mask on. I go, ain't nobody, but I didn't see anybody in the pictures. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you who made himself some money that game, too. Shaq Davis. Uh, mm. Shaq is the six foot five wide receiver for the South Carolina State Bulldogs, who scored three touchdowns in the Celebration Bowl. Now, it was a, a feat made even more impressive by the fact that he only had five catches. Total. Uh, it was a tale of two halves with the quarterback Corey Davis in the first half looking um, incredibly excitable. Um, not he had dancing feet in the pocket uh, and he was unable to complete anything. And in the second half, it was just like, oh, y'all, I'm just kidding. Let me go play some ball. Mm. And, he, and he just was lighting it up in the second half. And shout out to the celebration dance, Shaq's celebration dance. Yeah, the TikTok dance. But even well, with that, no, he, I, he hit the prime time on him too. Though. The first, so his first touchdown, he did the prime dance, which prime found. Uh, Pleasing and, and actually amusing. amusing, gave him the applause. Then the second one, he just, you know, act like he had been there. But then the third one, he did the TikTok dance. Uh, and that's what had him blowing up on social media. But just all of that attention and just like I said, his dominance in that red zone um, definitely has made him some money. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, in, invited to some of the pre- to postseason play type uh, bowls or whatever it is that they got going to the um, yeah. Like the Senior Bowl or anything exactly. like that to be able to make him some money. So, shout out to Shaq Davis. One more, one more kudos and shout out that I wanted to give about the Celebration Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's right around the corner from Christmas, and um, this guy gets a bad rap around Christmas time. But shout out to the Grinch that uh, emailed us the other week. Um, he was <laughs> mad, grumpy, and oh, y'all don't want to talk about the Celebration Bowl. It's it's in two weeks, and we need to put the sh- uh, shine a spotlight on it. You know, so shout out to you, the Grinch, because it was something along your email. I think toward the end of it, it was on some like um, talk about it or I'll ruin your Christmas right. or something like that. So <laughs> shout out to him. Yeah, hopefully we don't have to have our Christmas ruined, Grinch, because we talked about the HBCU. But ultimately, it was a really good game. The first half entertaining was entertaining, but the second half it it, it, lit, it honestly got lit. I was shout cheering out. for South Carolina State, yeah. having worked there, spent some time there as a student, even though I didn't graduate there. Shout out to Claflin. Um, it, it was a good game, and and, and it really did. did something for HBCU sports as a whole. They played with no fear, none. So 
and 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 that was a good look for for them. And so, as I mentioned, that fourteen playoff with everybody who was as close as it was, and with all the competitiveness, I think would benefit the the sport as a whole. So. Yeah, shout out to to the HBCU footballs, and like I said, we will be addressing and talking a little bit more about NF, excuse me, HBCU sports moving forward. So at this time, we're going to jump straight into the NBA, and it's time to give you some scores. All right, everybody, and these scores are from Tuesday evening, December twenty first. But uh, we had the Heat over the Pacers, one twenty five to ninety six. The My Knicks over the Pistons, one hundred five to ninety one. The Pelicans beat the Trailblazers, one eleven to ninety seven. The Mavericks over the Timberwolves, 114 to 102. The Suns over the Lakers, 100. I said the Suns over. The <coughs> sorry, I'm sorry, something was in my. The Suns over the Lakers, 108 to 90. And the Wizards Nets game has been postponed. Um, the Suns over the Lakers, 108 to 90. Any of those games stand out to you? <laughs> <laughs> if I had to jump anywhere straight in, I guess I would start with the Suns over the Lakers. <laughs> Get it out the way. Uh, so, as I mentioned on social media, I, I talked about while watching the Carolina Panthers that we're just not a very good football team with the Carolina Panthers. When it comes to my Los Angeles Lakers, we're just not a very good basketball team. Uh, now, it's heavily dependent upon injuries. It's heavily dependent upon the COVID protocols and how many players we've consistently lost. With any LeBron James-led team, you need the time to get some cohesiveness to see who's going to stay there after the trade deadline. This season has been one of the worst because we've not had that cohesiveness. We've not had the same starting five for more than three games in a row the entire season, bro. And so at this point, scrap it. Scrap it. Start back over. Oh gosh. <laughs> listen, uh, listen, Linda. I'm from one of the most you. optimistic Laker fans at the beginning of the season. And this is all right. All right. And here's why. Now, at the end of the day, bro, I hate to lose at anything. And so I'm sick of watching these close games. And we beat the teams that we're supposed to beat sometimes. And we're not losing, we're not beating the teams that we have the capability of playing and beating at full strength. Mr. Glass, Anthony Davis, hey, I mean, I appreciate you, Shotty, but uh, they can send him back wherever he, no, trade everybody. Trade LeBron back to uh, Cleveland, even though quiet is his cap. He's been showing a little love to Cleveland, talking about how Sexton's such a good player. And the other one, he was playing LeBron? with my son two years ago. Yeah. Oh and the, and 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 the Cla- the Cavaliers are playing some good basketball. They've won nine in a row right now after starting the season off a little shaky. And LeBron's, I- I'm thinking, you know, might be he done made Space Jam, so he don't want LA no more. <laughs> <laughs> Got Space Jam out the way. Yeah. Now that I did this, I guess I can go back home. <laughs> Jobs here. Job here is done. Yeah. Like especially with Bronny graduating this year, like not got the chip in LA already. He he's done what he came here to do. Bro, if trading LeBron James gets the Le- gets the Los Angeles Lakers in a better position to move forward, guess what? We'll holler, bro, two fingers in the air. Like, I don't care. Like, I'm not – you know me and my fandom with regards to my teams personally. I'm a fan of my teams. I'm a Los Angeles Lakers fan. I didn't even want LeBron in the first place because if it's Kobe or if it's LeBron, it's going to always be Kobe, R.I.P. Kobe. We still miss you, bro. You feel me? So, like, if it's LeBron, deflecting right now. If it's trading LeBron, if it's trading Carmelo and his 112 year old self, nah, LeBron. Yeah, let me let disrespect. me relax. Carmelo can disrespect. stay. Carmelo can stay because he's been balling this season. But everybody else, nobody else is safe on the roster, bro. If it means that the Lakers improve and we get a chip, I don't care who they trade. Trade everybody. 
your thoughts. Uh, I wanted to talk about the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know I don't care about the Los Angeles losers. I mean, uh, Lakers. Yeah, wait, yo, bad, yo, Lakers, relax, Lakers. all right? But now, your Knicks, they look all right. They've, they've been playing decent ball. Um, I, I will tell you what I am happy got to see. Lowered expectations. <laughs> so is that is that the key to be able to lower the expectations? So when we do win, it's like, yeah, we actually got one. No, we're the Lakers. Stop it. That's left for you mediocrity teams. Uh, those of you who like are used to losing and sucking and being terrible. But I digress. Kimball Walker has been reinserted into the lineup, and he for I guess they just could not trade him. Uh, didn't nobody want them problems. But he's come back and and looks like a totally different player. What do you I mean, attest if, to listen, the resurgence? If somebody's, if, so, if <laughs> not somebody, if you got over a million people, let's say, hitting your Twitter up, like, you're Yo, you trash. We need garbage. to trade you. I don't know why we did this. You can either fight or flight. That's it. You know, and he still has something to prove and he still wanted to show that. So shout out to him. I hope he can stay consistent with it. But that was the spark that he needed. Cool. I hope that it meshes well with the team and what the team got going on, you know, for the uh, foreseeable future. Now, I'm going to ask you a question similar to what I proposed earlier with the Sam Darnold. Do you think that this is OK? He's balling. And so he's we're going to use him for what his capabilities are or a little bait, a little uh, see what he can do. He can do this for you for the low, low price of your two first rounds on a second round and three bench players. You think this is more him? Getting in and actually getting in where he fits in, or them kind of putting him up to to, to the trade I, block. I personally have never been the oh a little bit of both type of guy as far as answer. Mm-hmm. So you clearly see what I'm forecasting my answer to be. But um, and I'm gonna do you exactly what you would do if it was me. Pick one, right. pick a side. Uh, a little bit because the thing is, you, <laughs> like to me, you can't have one without the other. There's no way that, especially in basketball, I think is more glaring, blunt, like out there, like. With football, is broken down into touches, series, or whatever mm-hmm. like that. With basketball, it's like the playing time, the minutes, and they all count toward team success. So, like, if you happen to be doing that to to make him look pretty or an attractive piece for another team, it's also going to be, I need this guy's productivity for our team or whatever like that. Like, I need him to contribute to what we're doing on the floor. Right. So it, it's it a works win-win. hand in hand. Yeah. I could see a situation where he is traded uh, prior to the deadline. Because my fault to cut you off, but think about this. If they do that and, quote, unquote, have an experiment, but he's stinking it up. <laughs> then and they who stuck wins? with him. <laughs> yeah, who wins in that? We lose. Now we're losing, and now we've also lost. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I could see a situation where they trade him, but uh, to your point, I could also see him just kind of being in that role and in between him and D-Rolls, really taking them hopefully into the playoffs and making some noise as well. Uh, speaking of the playoffs, it almost seems like a lock that the Golden State Warriors, you mentioned them a moment ago, are going to be in the playoffs. Right now, they've got a record of 25-6, and six, uh, and they look good. I wouldn't be surprised to see them prior to the trade deadline make some noise. Follow me on this one, Sports Stradamus. They are pushing to allow Clay to come back. They want to be able to get him some reps and to allow him to acclimate himself into the offense. Um, and to get just get, get a feel for basketball, having been away from the game for two full years um, and now the better part of three seasons. But I wouldn't be surprised if in a similar situation they bring him back just to be able to say, hey, look, he's healthy. Here he is. You want to trade everybody. But here's where. And I mentioned this on a previous episode and LA, you scoffed. You know. But trade him to the Los Angeles Lakers. For who, bro? Why? I don't if care. Know, they can get why? LeBron. I don't care. Get him. 
Why? For you, this reason. You hear how you said it. Go ahead. <laughs> the cohesiveness that they are playing oh, with. Whenever you start off with cohesiveness, bro, I know what type of time you're about to be on. But go ahead. And stop me when I'm wrong, though. Uh, I'm not going to The Golden State Warriors are playing their style of basketball. And although, yes, Clay is one of the... the I, I, I would say he's a top 10 shooter in league history. I would say he's a quality perennial all-star. But he also is two years removed from the game. And so... They don't want to mess that chemistry up because what happens, what does it look like if he comes back and he is healthy and he's able to contribute, but then the team is just a little bit less than based on similar to what I was talking about with the Lakers. That cohesiveness, that ability to know where who's going to be when they're there, it takes time and chemistry to do that. They spent the time the last two seasons with a lot of these younger guys, with uh, Kevon Looney being there, with, of course, Draymond. With Jordan Poole and even with Iguodala coming back, a lot of these guys have been running all season together and they have something clicking. They are a machine right now, no matter who's coming in and everything. Professional machines. So the same thing that happened last year, Brooklyn, mm. you know, or was that two years ago already? Yeah, because well, yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. this is there's about going to be third year um, coming up. Milwaukee won, but before that, the year that the Lakers won where it was um, the COVID season, right? The bubble, you know what I mean, with Kyrie or whatever. Like, like when it, again, I, I feel what you're saying and know that chemistry can be interrupted, mm-hmm. but professionals are professional as well, and even coaches like somebody like Steve Kerr can get through the um, clay and, and tell him that his minutes or, or whatever like that ain't going to be. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes a game, starting off or something like that. Yeah, but if you're Clay, you got too much to prove to to, to be able to say that. As a Lakers fan, I understand, bro. I know you want him. And even if he doesn't come to me, I would rather see Clay Thompson go to another team and be able to be Clay Thompson than to see Clay Thompson sit on the bench and not be able to be there. Because he's he's too great of a shooter with the ball in his hand, without the ball in his hand. He moves as good as Steph, if not better, without the ball. The, the game that he scored, the 61, I think he had like 14 average seconds. Dribble. Yeah. Well, dribbles even. 14. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I, I think overall, it, it, I don't want to see him come and, like I said, be a shell of himself. Um, it's all going to be hinging on how healthy he is ultimately going to be. Uh, he can't afford to come in and just not be himself. But they're playing good ball with Gary Payton. Like I said, AI. Yeah, yeah, Otto yeah, Porter that's what else Jr. I to mention. Gary Payton is, He's getting is off. turning up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Looking like a daddy out there. But let's let's bring it to the real reason that we brought up the Warriors. All right, we still haven't given the proper proper um, you know flowers, if you will, ex- exactly to Wardell, Stephen Curry. Um, now this is this is the reason that I know that he's reached you know that level. Yeah, this is the reason. One, the Dell Curry picture with the three <laughs> girls in it, and then two. The recent rumors that's just come out about him. Now we're, his name is out there, and it's nothing about basketball. Tell the people that's about the rumors. You know, for those, why? For those who have may not have heard. All right, I'll keep it very PG. But they're saying that they're uh, reported to have like an open relationship or an open marriage, if you will, on some Jada and Will red table type, red table talk type stuff. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So shout out to Will Smith Jr. <laughs> <laughs> But these things that are not basketball related wouldn't be happening if the guy wasn't so lethal on the court. I, I can buy that. I can buy that. Because at the end of the day, to get to that ultimate level of performance and execution when it comes to your sport and your game, you got to be mentally at a different level. And so those things are 
the side effects, if you would, those are the symptoms of being at a certain level of greatness. You look at Jordan. So focused, if you will. Exactly. And, and his problems with gambling and, and all the stuff that he had going on. That's because when you get to that level, you got to be a little different. You know what I mean? Kobe. Why'd you want Shaq. Me, right. Why'd you want me to bring up the um, the rumors, though? Like, you think that they're at a different level and what? She no. doesn't hold his. He doesn't hold her attention. <laughs> no. Did you want to break this down like it's the real? Or no, like no, no, absolutely the not. Talk. No, if I'm gonna be transparent, <laughs> it was for two reasons. One, for the listeners who may not have known, it just legit didn't know. And two, because I didn't know either. Mm. Let me, let me keep Very it transparent. <laughs> Very transparent. Yeah, they're rumored to have an open relationship. Like, go ahead, tell the rumors. Go ahead, tell the rumors, Big Dog. No, Let's I, keep. The I don't facts. think we should do that. Big Cliff. <laughs> I don't think we should do that right now. Go ahead and spill it. <laughs> This dude. And it'd be bleeped out for the next 10 seconds. Right. Please pause for station identification. No, but at the end of the day, he do what he need to do. As long as he ain't hit nobody, beating up nobody, they, they're playing good basketball. Uh, with that 113-98 win over the Kings Monday night, they I can see the Golden State Warriors going all the way. Um, in your opinion, is Steph the league MVP so far this season? Uh, listen, man. He's paused, but he's pretty much my league's MVP for the past like five years, if you will. But it's just me because I'm just different, but different. But and I'm living <laughs> in Charlotte, just don't, don't know the presence, even if he's on the West Coast. So it's just that's that's my personal favorite player. But yeah, to answer your question, uh, between him and KD right now. Okay. And and ultimately, I think I'm, I would, those are my final two if I had to pick at this point in the season as well. But KD is just KD. He's I got to give it to him that he is the best player in the league. Because at any given, the dude is a walking bucket. At any given second, he's going to give you whatever you need offensively and even defensively. But to say who's playing at the most valuable level, for me, it's got to be Steph at this point in the season. So um, shout out to them. We've got a lot of good basketball still to come, uh, and we are excited about it. Uh, hopefully, similar to what we are talking about with football, COVID can um, be reduced to have a, a little bit less effect on it. Um, now, we... We, we, one thing we didn't talk about was Kyrie. Uh, you see that the Nets are at a point where they're getting ready to allow him, activate mm-hmm. him and allow him. They started off the season, we're only going to play our vaccinated players. And with the state of New York having um, the mandates that they do, he right. can't play in New York. But now they're at a point where they're skidding and sliding down the slide, the standing so much that they're saying, hey, so Kyrie, how about these away games, though? <laughs> Um, and, and to keep this stuff real quick, who, which like real rapid fire answer, but which league is handling it better? If off rapid the top, fire. have to say NBA. All right. And again, I, I compared them earlier, but Cole Beasley and, and Kyrie, um, you know, of course, like both vilified and stuff like that, but then both have strong arguments to the positions that they took right now because of how stuff has played out um, or whatnot. But yeah, I just wanted to, to ask you that question with regards to COVID, though. As far as which league is handling it better right now. Yeah, but ultimately, you guys make sure you take care of yourselves the same way that these pros are doing because COVID's still real. Omicron right around the corner, man. With the holiday season, we want folks to be safe and do everything you can. Uh, if you want to be a part of the show, make sure you hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. At this point, we're going to move forward into big yeah. deal, no thing. It- Exactly. Go ahead and queue up my music, man. I'm gonna go ahead and nah, I'm gonna think I'm gonna hijack big deal no thing this week. We're gonna go ahead and uh, crank it off uh, with a little bit of boxing, okay? Over this past weekend, <laughs> first um, former Utah Jazz uh-huh. Syracuse, Syracuse, right? Uh-huh. D Brown's teammate, <laughs> my boy Darren Williams, 
went up against Frank Gore, beat Frank Gore in a celebrity boxing match. I think it might have been four rounds of boxing or something like that that they had. Is that a big deal or no thing for you? I'm going to say it's a big deal, bro. That's mm. a big deal. I'm going ahead and saying big deal as well. That's a big deal. Okay, what you got? I did not expect D-Wheel <laughs> to come out like that. Bro could box a little bit. Now, he and got I a hate, little listen, form, I hate, jab. I hate, <laughs> I hate giving you fodder that you have to contemplate if you need to move forward with it on the show or not. But <laughs> Frank Gore's complexion shows that he's got some boxing talent in him. You know what I mean? <laughs> he, <laughs> I'm going to just be honest. Because he dark skinned. Uh, yes, right, yes, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Seriously. So, you know, yeah. going into it, and he still got his, his he got uh, 49 he looks built. Exactly. Yeah. He looked like he can go put some pads on and knock somebody three yards off this line of scrimmage. <laughs> but light skin won in this thing. Uh, yes, you know, and I don't want to bring it back. Shout out to uh, Spike Lee, school days, and all of that. But this was, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. El DeBarge versus Bobby Brown. Like, <laughs> No, seriously, Darren Williams did his thing. It's a big da, deal. Da, it is. Um, Light and, skin is back. Yo, how Chris Brown said, Light skin brothers need to stick together. Carlos Boozer might be next. <laughs> <laughs> and shout out to Jason the Carolina King, because when the fight first came out, he was like, y'all sleep on these light skin fellas, man. But hey, mm. just because we light skin, we fight, though. Mm. Hey. All right. So that was a little fun. All right. That was all fun, Carolina Sports Talk, people. I, I brought up the complexion and all of that stuff. All right. That's the, don't, don't paint me as a colorist. Okay. <laughs> Secondly. Um, Jake Paul mm-hmm. uh, knocks out Tyron Woodley. Knocked I want to say, uh, well, yeah, I'm sorry, knocked Man. them clean out. Um, in the sixth round, I want to say, of their bout, um, big deal or no thing? That's a huge. That's a big deal. Huge thing. Where you, deal. Which way right. you going? Deal, Relax. deal, deal. It's a big deal. That's a big deal. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You, hey! So. Right, That's what she said. Right, Relax. right, exactly. Relax. Relax. Right. Relax. The audience is grown. The audience is grown. <laughs> Dog, here's what I did not want to admit, and I don't like the fact. The boy is a boxer. Um, he, he, he proved it in this fight. And um, one of our pro fights, Sam Burris, mentioned it. He's doing it the right way. He starts off at a smaller level, just making. And I think it's because of his origins and hey, I'm a YouTuber and look at me right, and all right. But each one serious, of his man. fights, you can tell that he is putting in the work and getting better. I can honestly see him moving to a point where he becomes a professional fighter because a prize fighter. Yes, because he's growing each one of his fights. He's protecting himself. He's setting up that knockout was completely set up, bro. He was getting working on body, working on body, and Tyrone. Is like, bro, you have fought enough to know if somebody is working you this right, place. You know where they're going. You know where you're, it was like, dog, watch your face. Watch. And I almost could like see it clearly. It's like, yo, he's gonna knock him. Wow. And when Buddy hit the floor, I was like, got to be more careful, bro. Dog, it was dog, it was a big deal, man. Right, and, and for me, growing. Yeah, and for me, <laughs> pause. But no, yeah, thank you. But no, for me, no, please keep the tape going too. For me, it's a big deal. Um, that's a big deal because <laughs> that's, that's a, a big deal. deal. Oh, we're having some fun on the uh, reunion episode. The reunion but, uh, episode. Right. We've been. It's been two weeks, this folks. Is Y'all the, this is the holiday. Listen, episode. I, Be is going to enjoy this. I can yeah, tell you that. This is the holiday episode. <laughs> now, it's a. It is a huge deal. Um, to every point that you made, like you said, he started off the right way, and as much as people hated the, you know, the elephant in the room, oh, white guy, a great white hope, is knocking out all of these black, <laughs> all of these black celebrities <laughs> and making them memes. 
But he, you know, what it's almost like when my Knicks got to the playoffs or, or the Panthers got went 15 and one or whatever they did in the 2015 season. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want us to do but play the people in front of us? Exactly. So, you know, these people accept the match. You know what I mean? Is it preposterous because of the how clean the hit was and everything like that? Is it preposterous for the people that thought that it was a, um, a dive? No, I don't. I can't. There's no, no I'm way. saying we and we both agree that it's not a dive. But I'm saying, is it was it preposterous or was it out of the realm for for people that was watching that as, mm-hmm. as social media? Because again, the social media drew the audience and stuff like that, right? Or the 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 draw that he has and stuff like that was that plausible for a lot of the, the people absolutely to think, yeah. Like, oh man, like, and I mean, okay, you you rule it out completely. Is it because you just wouldn't sign up to? Almost get killed or whatever, or have your neck snap at all, bro. Because right. like the, I don't like losing nothing. Hit. I don't care how much you paying me, bro. But it's just how clean the hit was. Do you think there's anybody? There's people alive that would put their um, their pride and stuff on the line like that. I think there are and possibly could be, but in this instance, especially knowing who that fighter is, uh, he's he's not with that at all. And like yeah. I said, it was something that he set up. It was very very clear what yeah. was going on. Um, but he, I think he, as unfortunately like a lot of other fighters, he underestimated him. Yeah. And now I'm gonna tell you who one who will not underestimate him. I know this is a big deal, no thing. We can mm-hmm. move forward. But um, you you see that he's wanting to go against Masvidal now. Well, he Canelo, he wants to fight Canelo as well. He's there's yeah. a couple people. So yeah, he just uh, less about yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, okay. or earlier today, he offered uh, Jorge Masvidal. Five million dollars because Jorge put a uh, social media video. I was like, "Yo, you're doing all of that and you're fighting those guys, and that's cool. Come see me in the octagon. I put up any amount of money. That's not no real money for me. I put up whatever that. And so he's popping. He's like, "Yo, Jake Paul's like, here's my money. Where my mouth is." Mixed martial arts though. Masvidal wants to do it mixed martial right. arts, but of course Jake is a boxer. He's like, nah, this is my avenue. This right. is my realm. I give you five million dollars out of my pocket to, to come box. fight. And not to mention, not to mention whatever we make on the, on the purse as well. At the end of the day, I think that would be a really good fight. I respect it. I, uh, you know, and I want to see Canelo as well. But moving, you know, moving forward, um, we got to talk big about deal, the Canelo off. Yeah, in so. big deal, uh, no thing. Tom Brady shut out. Uh, we mentioned it earlier, alluded to it. I think it was what nine nothing to mm-hmm. the New Orleans Saints. Big deal, no thing. That ain't no thing to me. Nah, okay. that ain't no thing. And I see, I'm getting the hang of this thing of hosting the big deal, no thing. And I don't <laughs> like going second, but it's no thing for me either. Nah, that ain't no thing. <laughs> for for me. They happen. They not regularly, and of course not to Tom Brady. This was what is two hundred or something or other game, and not without having one. But it happens, and 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 with the way that the Saints' season has gone, they're still scraping and fighting for a playoff. I'm sorry, I'm speaking to the mic. They're still fighting for a playoff spot, and so Tom Brady, Tom Ford, it shouldn't matter. They want a chance to win, and so I, I they play football. They put their cleats okay. on and they pads on. So they ain't no thing to me. Um, <clears throat> I said it's no thing, number one, because of the injuries and stuff that he had to endure throughout the game um, and, you know, everything that he's dealing with, A-B-wise, just a lot of stuff going on, um, Le'Veon Bell stuff, a lot, <laughs> a lot of stuff going on down there in Tampa. But um, I say it's no thing mainly because of the outside things. Tom Brady's a consummate professional, you know what I'm saying, 20-year uh, career, and he... Um, if you recall, I, I don't want to really pull my sports Stradamus hat out and put it on, mm-hmm. but however, I'll make it, yeah, I'll make it askew, kind of tilt it to the side <laughs> like Ti, just keep it halfway <laughs> on. I, <clears throat> these type of mm-hmm. games or this game may mm-hmm. have been one that I saw when I bought up a couple weeks back, 
And it may have sounded so preposterous that Tom Brady was having an underwhelming year to me. Right. You did say that. You absolutely did. Shout out to you. When, but, I guess when you're around greatness so often, right. you know so what I'm saying? It happens to <laughs> big deal, no thing. Nah. So um underwhelming, underwhelming slash disappointing seasons. The first guy I had in there in the parentheses is Russell Wilson, but it was an et cetera type of thing. So mm-hmm. Cam Newton, um, I don't know if you want to put Kyler in there, I'd maybe leave him out. There's a couple of guys like Lamar and stuff that was affected by whether injury or COVID. They just haven't been able to you know, show it, but maybe Patty Mahomes, Russell Wilson, you know, Cam Newton, the Panthers. All right. So for this big deal, no thing, let's stick with the Russell Wilson. So if you're asking me, is it a big deal or nothing that Russell Wilson is having an underwhelming season? I'm going to say that's a big deal. That's a big deal. What you say on it? I'm going to say it's no thing. Okay. Nah, that ain't no thing. So here's why I say it's a big deal. It paves the path for Russell Wilson to become a Carolina Carolina Panther. Panther. Boom, drops Mike. <laughs> yeah, now, at the end of the day, again, it's football. Uh, he, you could tell earlier in the season, uh, even into the offseason, when he allowed it to be leaked that these are the four teams that if Russell Wilson was to leave, he would go to. You could tell that he wasn't happy in Seattle, and, and ultimately, similar to um, Tom Brady in New England, similar to Ron Rivera in Carolina, uh, so many coaches and so many players before uh, – when your abilities are beginning to get to the back end of your career, sometimes a change of scenery can benefit you and be uh, more beneficial for you. I think he is just sick of the cold and sick of being in Seattle, uh, and it displays with his attitude and desire to be out there on that field. And so, and his college career kind of mirrored similar, right? Exactly. Like he North did what Carolina he did State, at North Carolina State and, and went over to the to exactly. More history. Exactly. I see how your optimism works. Um, I said uh, no thing. Just because coming off of injury, I think he was rushed back from injury. So I just think that this is a bad sample size for his career. Plain and simple. Say less. Well, that's going to do it for Big Deal No Thing. At this point, we're going to jump into nothing to do with sports. Now, across social media today, um, there have been rumblings of, uh, after a remark made by one Sean Carter, uh, you may know him professionally as Jay-Z, Hove. Frequent uh, visitor on the show. (laughs) <laughs> Shout out to The Rock. But uh, Jay-Z made the comments that there was no chance in hell that anybody could battle him in a versus. Correction. I said stand on the stage. They couldn't even stand, stand on the stage. stage. Hold, tell us why you feel like they can't, they can't simple, get with you up there. simple. They just can't stand on the stage with me. <laughs> and so that got a lot of people to thinking, well, if he's right who or he's wrong, who could, in fact, stand on the stage with him and battle him in a versus? I've heard uh, different people, uh, LL Cool J was thrown out there. I've heard uh, the most common person being Lil Wayne. But today, nothing have nothing to do with sports is going straight with music. And I'm telling y'all, I am here to proclaim to every listener that there is no human being alive who can see Jay-Z in a versus battle. You hurt. I, I, there are a lot of cats who got good music. There are a lot of good cats who, even if it was Wheezy, these, these cats, they can they could probably hang with him. It would be entertaining. But at the end of the day, like, come on, man. Who trying to see Hov, bro? Yeah. Ain't nobody want, as he said in one of his rumps, ain't nobody want a problem with Hov. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's just, come on. Really? My, my <laughs> argument is definitely consistent. You know, I feel the same way, of course. 
especially being from Queens or New York City, if you will. But it's just, again, I shared it with Patriot Patty earlier. Honestly, I don't think that he said that um, not knowing what the response and what the reaction would be of him saying that. But, you know, if you put his stuff in context, um, Kanye's been talking spicy as far as regarding his... Um, regarding just what, what he would do in the verses. He didn't say anything specifically to Jay-Z, but then also Future kind of put out something a few weeks ago that went viral. And I was saying kind of like, you know, he, he got the streets and um, it, more than Jay-Z. And then I saw, a, I saw a response that said, well, Jay-Z owns them streets that you got. Bro. Listen, he got the streets. He out here running the streets. And you might quote, and I'm doing the air quotes, folks. He might run them streets, but like you just said, Jay-Z owns them. Like, when you're running the streets and you go home, you're paying your rent and your mortgage to that guy, bro. This, There's not, that's not a, I would love to, and this, shout out to the Music Jones, bro. Uh, another uh, another podcast on the Crux Media family of pods. Uh, I would love to hear their interpretation of this. And honestly, I think that would be the ultimate versus. I don't care who it was that Hove went up against. That would be the ultimate versus just, and Hove's going to slay them, bro. I just get a headache even thinking about it because... Now that it's out in the atmosphere, it's gonna, you know, something is gonna, something's gonna happen. You know, mark my words, something's gonna happen. You think and something's like, gonna come from this? It's gonna, whether it's a special versus concert or whatever, something's about that. Like he would, again, and he was asked the question on Twitter spaces, but still, he wouldn't acknowledge it the way that he did, I don't think. I think he would have dismissed it a little bit cleaner if, if but still, you know, it, it's whole. Yeah, at the end of the day, bro, ain't nobody really rocking with him. But we appreciate you guys for rocking with us. Uh, High Star, anything you got for the people before we get out? No. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure y'all go hit them up on social media at DJ underscore High Star. You can check out that new logo he got. It's yes. looking clean, my dog. Oh, look, yeah, shout you wanted me to bring that up. Yeah, shout, shout out, out, out to dog. Great Marketing Solutions as well. Y'all follow my um, IG page at DJ underscore High Star. Tell me what y'all think of the new logo and everything. We're doing a little bit of rebranding for 2022. Y'all already know what it is, man. Thank you, though. Thank you, Great Marketing Solutions as well. Shout out. Yeah. And I'm your boy, Big Cliff. This has been Carolina Sports Talk. We appreciate you checking us out. Hit us up on Instagram and or Facebook at Carolina Sports Talk. If you want to be a part of the show, you can check us out at cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Uh, and tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. Until next week, peace. Thank mm-hmm. you.